Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Many of us use the words hornet and wasp interchangeably, but that's a vast overgeneralization that does a disservice to these winged creatures— Understanding the differences between hornets and wasps might help you make better pest control decisions, prevent you from killing beneficial species, and, of course, might keep you from getting a painful sting. Here's the biggest thing to know. All hornets are wasps, but not all wasps are hornets. We spoke via email with Jason Gibbs, assistant professor of entomology at the University of Manitoba. He said, Hornets are just a kind of wasp. Wasp is a very broad term that covers many different species with different lifestyles. There are indeed more than 100,000 species of wasp on Earth, each a testament to the startling diversity in these winged bugs. They're found in every part of the world except for polar areas. It's usually easy to identify them as they most often have black and yellow stripes, a well-defined and narrow waist, and a tapered abdomen. 
Hornets are generally a little chubbier and larger than their svelte wasp brethren, and some species have white and black markings instead of yellow and black. Their increased size means they also carry a substantial load of venom, so in some cases these insects are more dangerous than other kinds of wasps. Fortunately, if you leave hornets and wasps alone, they generally want nothing to do with you either. Wasps and hornets chew up wood fragments and use the resulting pulp to build their signature papery nests. You'll find these nests, which have a honeycomb-style segmentation, on many horizontal surfaces, including roof eaves, garage ceilings, and other places, dangling from a single thin thread. Some hornets, like the giant European hornet, may also burrow into the ground to build nests. Their nests may be as large as a foot in diameter. Wasps, like bees, are incredibly important pollinators, helping to keep plant life and agricultural crops healthy. They tend to chow down on caterpillars and harmful flies, too, making them beneficial to humans. That's one reason some places, like Germany, ban people from disturbing these creatures. Wasps also exhibit a voracious affinity for sugary foods and drinks, and as such, they often make themselves unwelcome guests at outdoor gatherings like picnics or sporting events. Furthermore, they also love the sweet deliciousness of rotting, partially fermented fruit that falls to the ground in autumn. They'll gorge themselves to the point that they'll become drunkenly aggressive, sometimes chasing pets or people if they feel annoyed or threatened. As their natural food sources continue to dwindle in the fall, these insects may become even bolder, one reason you should limit easy access to human foods. That keeps you, and the wasps, safe from harm. While hornets may eat fruit or picnic food, they're much more likely to feed on insects, like crickets and grasshoppers. Wasps are broadly divided into two categories, social and solitary species. Social species include paper wasps, yellow jackets, and, yes, hornets. But most wasp species are regarded as solitary. Females live alone and reproduce using some notable techniques, including laying eggs on other creatures like spiders, which they paralyze and hold hostage in their own nests, eventually killing the hosts, which then serve as food for wasp larvae. Social species, on the other hand, live in large colonies in populations often exceeding 100 members, with an egg-laying queen as well as workers that do not reproduce, which is called a eusocial nest. Gibbs said, Wasps and bees have evolved social behavior more often than any other group of animal, and interestingly, have lost it many times too. This behavior has also been recognized in sweat bees, Gibbs' area of expertise. He said, Sweat bees are particularly interesting for studies of social evolution because there are so many back and forths in the evolutionary tree. In fact, you can have eusocial and solitary nests within the same species. It's incredibly complex and interesting, and, wonderfully, all of this is going on under our noses. Yellow jackets are yet another type of social wasp. They're smaller and build ground nests that may feature hundreds of individuals— some people mistake these pint-sized wasps, which have bodies around half an inch long, for bees. As their ground nests expand, the soil becomes looser and creates a sinkhole. If you're unlucky enough to step into one of these sinkholes, you may find yourself at the mercy of hundreds of angry yellow jackets. But solitary wasps rarely sting. That's true even if you disturb their nests. They don't attempt to defend them. Social wasps and hornets, on the other hand, can be extremely aggressive if you threaten their lives or their nests. Often, they'll swarm intruders and deliver multiple stings. Swatting at wasps is, shall we say, a bad idea. Doing so triggers the insect to release pheromones, alerting other wasps to a threat, 
you, and that it's time to attack. Even one wasp sting can be very painful. Multiple stings might cause serious harm, particularly to anyone who's allergic to the venom. And in worst-case scenarios, wasps might sting dozens or hundreds of times, an act that can kill even strong, healthy people who aren't allergic to the venom. The best strategy is to keep food covered outside, particularly sugary drinks, so that you don't attract wasps. If one wasp flies near you, remain calm. It will probably just fly off. If a swarm comes near you, run away in a straight line without waving your arms. Today's episode was written by Nathan Chandler and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other buzzworthy topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.